The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The after show, the after show, the after show. The after show. Ah, yeah. All right. I'm still exhausted from doing the show before. <laughs> I'll just uh, give uh, our friends at MeWe a little Easter egg right here. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. So, uh, Jonathan, every week gets uh, inundated with a monstrous amount of emails. And uh, we figured we'd catch up on some of them this week with your burning cigar questions. Uh, Jonathan has a nice stack here. There's so, a healthy uh, stack. We should be able to fill 20 minutes with this, no problem. So uh, let's go through it. What do you got? All right. So we have Casey writing to us through the uh, contact us page at thecigarauthority.com. Help on traveling humidors. Hello, Cigar Authority. I like to take cigars with me when I'm golfing, fishing, camping, or just getting away for the weekend. Who doesn't? Uh, I use a small travel humidor or my three cigar leather case and sometimes your cigar authority bags that come with the care package. I always wonder which is best. How long can I keep my cigars in the case or bag? Do I need to use a humidity pack or something similar? Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on all the do's and don'ts when taking your cigars to the course, river, or mountains. When my golf game sucks and the fish ain't biting, I need to know that at least my cigar tastes great. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the hard work and everything you do for us cigar junkies. And this is Casey in Montana. So we, we addressed a lot of this in the second half hour of the Cigar Authority. Um, People are more humidity scared than they need to be, in my opinion. Absolutely. If you go in just to the golf course and it's a summer day and it's you know humid out, you probably don't need anything extra. If you're going in the early spring, late fall, you know, a little chill in the air, humidity's lower, yeah, throw a water pillow in there, uh, some form of humidification, uh, but be more aware of your surroundings and what the ambient temperature and humidity is. Right. Because, you know, in the summertime, I was telling Barry before the show, I, I've got a box of cigars in my car that have been unhumidified for a month. They're smoking fine because the humidity's been so high right. in our area at this time. Yeah, yeah, less is more. Which is unusual in New Hampshire. Usually it's like 20, 30% humidity right. up here. We've been dealing with, you know, 75 degrees and 80% humidity. Yeah. Yeah, your, your travel case is, is really set up and the three-finger case are set up to protect the cigars. It's less about delivering uh, high volumes of moisture and really... You can rely on your cigars to keep the relative humidity in that box uh, fairly consistent. Right, just 
Don't open it to visit them every hour. Yeah, Connecticut know? shade you're going to see is going to be the ones that are that are going to be a little tougher. You might see some cracking or splitting, but uh, I would say by and large, less is more. All right, uh, Jay, next. Jay, <laughs> wow! Don't touch that bell. Uh, Jay writes through the contact us page. Sorry for the book. Hey guys, I recently had an experience with a canoeing cigar. I thought it would be a good chance to have the panel shed some light on the issue. This particular cigar was box-pressed, and out of respect for the manufacturer, I'll ask that you don't say the name on the air. Say it. I'm not going to. All right. Uh, I'm not a novice by any means, but have this happen only a handful of times in the past. I was smoking in the car using Mr. J's opposing window method with the vents off. I toasted and lit properly before I started driving. About an inch and a half in, I noticed a really bad canoe. I touched it up a few times, and the problem corrected itself at the start of the final third. I did notice what seemed to be a tobacco void when I ashed, which leads to my question. Are boxed-pressed cigars more susceptible to these types of issues due to the fact that they are inherently less, there is less filler than a Parejo? I understand that these are handmade natural products. That's for you, Barry, because mm-hmm. that's going to be your answer, and that these do happen from time to time. So. Go ahead. I don't notice it happening more on box press, but I smoke more round cigars than box press. So if I paid more attention to the ratio, maybe. Uh, the fact that it corrected itself surprised me because when I'm smoking going down the highway at 60 miles an hour, one side is going to burn faster than the other because of the wind in the car. So every puff, I rotate my cigar a quarter of the way. Especially on a box press cigar, uh, you're going to notice the... I would say canoeing in that environment because yeah. when you have that airflow going by you, you have a flat edge that's going to capture more air yes. than yeah. a round edge. Serious canoeing is generally a construction problem, though, yeah. you know, where there is an actual void in the cigar. You know, I even notice it at work. I sit right underneath the air conditioning vent, and if I'm not paying attention to rotating my cigar, one side is going to burn quicker than the other because it's, you know, if it's like when you light a cigar and you give it a little blow to make sure it's lit. If you're only blowing on one side consistently, it's going to create uh, an angle canoe. Yeah, but I don't think uh, box press would be any more susceptible. Okay. We have a split decision there. Next. <laughs> Chris writes through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com with respect to uh, Nick Melillo's Seed to Cigar video on Foundation's YouTube channel. Great video. When preparing the fields, I noticed water being drained into the soil. I'm assuming tobacco fields are irrigated and not just depending on rainwater. How much does water quality and the water source affect the tobacco flavor? I know this makes a huge difference in foods such as breads and bagels. What about cigars? Also slush. Uh, (laughs) And there is a part two. So water is the main thing about it it's everything when it comes to tobacco not just in the growing but also in the fermentation cycles so they have to be careful not to just get water from anywhere the water is tested to make sure that it is not too heavy in any one mineral and some companies will even go as far as to reverse osmosis the water that they're going to spray the fields down with yeah, and no, we've had Husto and Christian Aroa on the show, and you know, 
they're into that whole bear science and they take it to the next level in, in what's being done to make sure the water's um, not tainted or that it's the best right. possible. And just to be clear, it's not B-E-A-R science. It's not about bears like grizzlies. Bear. Bear. Yes. What about hairy dudes? Can it be about them? Yes. Part hey. two. If I didn't know any better, and I don't, after watching the video, I would come to the conclusion that the cigar-making industry in Latin America is a female-dominated industry. All the sorters appear to be female, and much of the field workers and cigar rollers are as well, quite the opposite demographic of cigar smokers in the U.S., which by all measures is predominantly a male demographic. Just an interesting observation from a very cool video. Are women under-marketed or under-hired a under-hired demographic in the U.S., or are these cultural differences that are unlikely to change? So I don't know how true this is, but when I was at La Aurora, Jose Blanco, Manuel Anoa, and Guillermo Leon all reiterated to me, women handle the sorting because they're able to see colors right. better than men. Women can see, taste, and smell 11% more than men on the mm-hmm. top and bottom of all three spectrums. It's a 22% swing. Men are considered colorblind when it comes to shades. So, yes, it needs to be women that are especially handling the sorting, and they also have a more delicate touch when it comes, comes to, to rolling, putting the, uh, the wrappers on. Hmm. Uh, smoking in a vehicle times two or three. Oh, boy. Mr. Jonathan, I just bought a two-door extended cab Chevy Colorado. You should have bought a Ford. That's your problem. Uh, I'm I'm just kidding. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) On my way home with it today, I realized, much to my surprise, that the little back windows of the doors don't open. How can I smoke in it with only two windows? Any advice? No hurry on the answer, as it will be 106 degrees tomorrow in Fresno. Yeah. Not trying to win a prize here, just looking for advice. I just retired, so I think I finally have the right to smoke in my vehicle. And I already put a smoke odor eliminator tub under the seat. I mean, I think you just uh, smash the back window on the passenger side and you're good to go. Or. <laughs> <laughs> I just put two and two together. Or uh, what I, I did an experiment on this. Uh, the best way is to roll your window down on the driver's side of crack and blow the smoke toward the front of the vehicle and it will suck it out. Yeah. Now, he didn't say, but sometimes these trucks are fancy and have even a sun or a moon roof. I mean, would that change your recommendation? Yeah, if there's a, sometimes you'll have the sliding window in the back. Oh, yeah. That'll help. Um, But the. You just want somewhere for the air you're taking in the driver's side, you want to give it somewhere to go. The back part of the sunroof is going to be an area of higher pressure than the driver's window. So mm. you're going to, if you did have a sunroof, you can crack both and be okay. Um, smoke rises, so it, you, you could possibly just work with just the sunroof. Mm-hmm. All right. Mr. J and Gang. This is uh, Billy writing in through... The contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. Unlike most of the trash Jonathan and or Dave emails, <laughs> I have a real cigar question. I have a favorite cigar spot at the pond in the woods that's about a five-minute drive from home. I typically will cut at home, cold draw in the drive there, and light once I get to my spot. Last week, I cut a Perdomo 10th anniversary, sun-grown, at home, but right when I got there, it started to rain, so I couldn't smoke it at that time. 
My question is, how long is it okay to keep a cigar that's already been cut? I put it back in my humidor and smoked this one about 24 hours after cutting, and it seemed normal, but I figured I would ask the Cigar Authority. Thanks for everything, and see you soon. So when, it, when I've hit those mm. situations, if you put it back in the humidor, you may get more moisture in the cut end then, well, obviously, you get more than you normally would. So, typically for those, I just take them out for a little while. Dry box them. Yeah. I would say you can you can leave your uh, cigar uncut in your humidor as long as you want. You're not going to, you know, because just having a little extra moisture on the end that you cut isn't going to change how the cigar smokes. I've had cut cigars in my humidor for months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's treating it the same way, but to Ed's point, whenever I have a pre-cut cigar... I'll, you know, I'll take it out. I'll put it out. I'll, I'll futz around in the kitchen yeah. and then grab it. Just let some of that extra uh, moisture escape from the head. All right. It is time for the strength and character segment of the after show. And is that brought to you by? Uh, I assume that the commercial was going to say, but wow. it is brought to you by Camacho Cigars. It's time for the strength and character segment brought to you. By Camacho Cigars. You're right. <laughs> Camacho Cigars, the icon of uncompromised values. All right. So the six pillars of character are trustworthiness, respect, responsibility, fairness, caring, and citizenship. And uh, we're apparently still on fairness here. Uh, and I'm going to go start with you, Barons. Treat all people fairly. Uh, as I've gotten older, I'm going to say yes. Um, I think. Were you a bully in your? No, I think earlier in age. Still a bully. I think earlier in in my years, I, I might have prejudged people too quickly. Um, now I give people the benefit of the doubt, and um, I've probably gotten that from my wife, who, you know, she'd find something good to say about Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, he was just hungry. Um, <laughs> So I, some of that's rubbed off on me. So nowadays, I think I'm more fair giving people the benefit of the doubt and letting them prove whether or not they need it before judging it. Ed Sullivan? Yeah, I'm, I treat everybody the same, which may not be <laughs> the same as being fair. I just assume everyone's an asshole until they prove differently. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harp on the word all here. No, oh. I do not treat all <clears throat> people fairly. People that I hate, I don't treat them fair. All right. So, so you and I are more aligned. Barry seems nicer. Than I, I, mean, I, mean, I think guy, that Barry guy, is part of part of our camp, but he's just pretending because we're on the after show and there's no Dave. I mean, the guy and that he calls, feels like he has to be the good one. The guy that calls in for mail order the first time and gives me an order, and I'm like, all right, I'll, your credit card. Oh, I got to go upstairs and get it. I'm not going to treat him fairly anymore because he's making me wait five minutes for him to go upstairs. You're he's making the, the order. reason you came to work Right, today, he's Barry. making the order. Have your credit card ready. So, yeah. Right. That's my biggest pet I'm peeve. I'm with Barry on that one. Uh, biggest pet peeve. I'm not. The guy is going to get his credit card to pay the bill. Yeah. What? Have it with you. All right. Uh, with respect to... Barry and Boveda. This one's pretty good. Yeah. Kevin writes through the Contact Us page. First off, let me just say I'm a huge fan of your show. You do a phenomenal job on educating your listeners and entertaining them at the same time. That's debatable this week, but <laughs> it's hard to find balance between both, but you guys find a way to do it every week. And for that, I thank you. Second, 
On last week's show, Barry mentioned something about Boveda and his disdain for the company Ooh. and everything they stand for. <laughs> Could you please elaborate? So, did you, know, you treat them fairly? No. So, start? so we elaborated this in the second half hour of the show as well. I think they've created fear mongering when it comes to humidity. I don't think a short-term product shipping from New Hampshire uh, to California by post office that's going to take two days isn't the end of the world that you need Boveda. Plus, I don't like the fact that they're now marketing more toward uh, the marijuana industries that's becoming legal in many states. Right. And I'm all right with that. I'm not anti-marijuana at all. But they're marketing to fear-mongering, and that bothers me. And. I think they started there. If I'm not mistaken, they were into the musical instrument side before they even went to the cigar side. Right. You know, your instrument will die without a Bovida. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's it's a decent product. You can it place it right on top of cigars. Yeah. Um, I do think that, by and large, their humidity is on the high side. I just prefer <clears throat> things a little drier, but uh, that's personal preference. And it's all for me. It's almost all two-way humidification. I. I don't think the wood in a humidor gets a chance to absorb enough moisture with a two-way humidification. Um, I've used Boveda packs in the past. Now that I'm not, I find my cigars taste more vibrant, and they're picking up some of them cedar notes from the humidor, where with the two-way humidification, there was no absorption by the wood. So I've moved away from them. I've noticed a significant taste difference. Uh, this guy also writes, Ed, I feel like you're my spirit animal. When listening to the show, I find myself relating to the most to you. I aspire to be the delightful, cranky, cigar-smoking old man someday. You are my hero. Wow. I like that one. Who is that? That's Kevin. Kevin's the best. <laughs> That's That one wins. Oh, we're not doing we're not that. We're not doing right that. Now. Last one or two more? How many? Uh, we, got? we got a couple more here. Three oh, more. No. Uh, I always trust... This is through the Contact Us page. Charles writes, I always trust Mr. J. What can I do when my cigar canoes, a.k.a. burns only on one side? Uh, my cigar that I bought from Seabrook is doing this right now. I love the podcast. As long as I don't want to dance with men, I would like to hear your advice. Um, you just touch it up. It's not the end of the world. It does happen from time to time. Often it happens because of a mislight. You just you missed one corner because you didn't blow on the end of the cigar. So touch it up with your lighter and move on. Uh, jo Jonah writes, with respect to starting a business, I'm researching and working on starting a cigar I, lounge. I don't know why when you said Jonah, I thought he would be asking about smoking cigars inside of a whale. <laughs> Never mind. <sighs> that, would from, that would come from Pinocchio, wouldn't it? I'm researching and working on starting a cigar lounge in several years after retiring. I'm online reading and viewing things and doing my due diligence for starting a business. I can't go to the PCA show since I'm not in the biz yet. Do you have any videos I should watch or advice to give or store owner groups to talk with, etc.? Thanks for your time. Uh, we did a show about So You Want to Start a cigar shop, mm -hmm. that would be a good place to start. It's on the YouTubes. I think it was the most popular one yeah. ever. Yeah. And Dave's words would be like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. and the standard advice still applies to 
try to go work somewhere else. Yeah, especially if you're retired. And just make sure that this is really what you want to do. Move to New Hampshire. We'll hire you for a few months. Sure. Uh, last one. Sean writes directly to me. I set up my new cabinet yesterday with the Cigar Oasis 3.0. I have three hydrometers in it, and they all read within 1% of 64%. How long do I need to let it sit before I add cigars? Thank you so much for the help. And with that, when I set up a new humidor, I put my cigars in it right away because there are no emergencies. I set my humidifier, especially I have that Cigar Oasis 3.0. I set that for the 62 that I want my cigars at, and I just roll with it. Yeah, There's no waiting. A regular desktop humidor, fill up your humidifier. Within three days, that wood's going to acclimate on the inside of that unit. So and set the it and forget it. cigars can help, too, getting yep. to the acclimation. So Once the uh, three days is up, you may want to top off the humidifier, but other than that, there's nothing really to setting up a new humidor. And no, that's it. Those be, are the burning questions. Because really, if you're even at 60%, you're okay. Right. Uh, next week, Dave is, is back from Las Vegas. So right. we'll Whoa. hear firsthand about everything that went down at PCA. Was attendance down again? Was attendance up? Were people buying? What was everybody's mood like? Um, join us next week. Saturday, 12 noon Eastern Time on the CigarAuthority.com, Facebook Live, and YouTube. And we'll see you then. Stick the lid into your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.